Thursday afternoon. It's Paranormal Reality Podcast. I'm JV. Welcome, everybody. Hope you're having a great day. We've got a great discussion ahead for you. I'm really excited about this. Gina Scarpino, who is a psychic medium and a spiritual life coach, is going to be talking with us. We're excited about this conversation. Not only is she going to be talking with us today, but Gina's going to be joining us on our next two live investigations. And we'll talk a little bit about little bit about that as well. But we've got a lot going on. I've got a couple things I want to mention and remind you of before we get into our conversation with Gina. One is that uh, the two investigations we've got coming up, uh, the live investigations, November 30th, December 1st, and then December 3rd and December 4th. So the December 2nd date is a kind of a reorganization moving from one location to the other. Uh, but we do have two back-to-back investigations coming up for you. Uh, we are excited about these. We've been working hard about securing the locations, making sure that they have adequate uh, data capacity for us to be able to broadcast live uh, and all the other things that we need to do. Plus, Britt and I have been investing in some new equipment. So we've got some new uh, gadgets to be able to show you and to use at these investigations. And of course, Gina will be joining us in addition to the Ghost Sisters now, Mandy said that she'll be at both investigations, and I think Chastity, sister number two, will be at the second of the two investigations. I don't think she can make the first one. Again, I'm not going to tell you where they are yet, but they are near Indianapolis, Indiana. I can tell you that much. And then next week, we'll reveal the locations when everything is uh, is finalized and we're ready to go. The other thing I'll mention is that if you are so inclined, we have a subscription option on Facebook. You can go to our Facebook page and there's a little thing along the top and it looks different for, it seems to me like every time I log into Facebook, it looks different. I don't know. That's probably just me and my eyes. However, somewhere along the top, you'll see a thing that says subscriber hub. You can jump into that and you can actually subscribe to our Facebook page as a subscriber. There's a, there's a, a, a small fee and that fee goes directly to helping us get out and do these live investigations. The numbers of subscribers are growing rapidly and thank you so very very much for all of that and it's very very helpful if you would like to support the program that's a great way to do it and one more thing i'll say if you're a podcast fan if you like listening to podcasts i know i do when i travel i throw them on in the car and i'm listening to three or four podcasts uh on any given trip i really enjoy it makes the time go by a lot quicker uh the podcast version of this program is found on Spotify, it's found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio podcast, uh, app, whatever. Uh, it's almost everywhere. Anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find this particular show. And it's uh, it's um, we, we have an archive of several hundred shows. And I do know that the show gets downloaded something in the neighborhood of 10,000 times a week. And I really appreciate our podcast listeners, although I don't get a chance to interact with the podcast listeners as readily because uh, podcast, podcast listeners are listening after the fact. Therefore, they're not in the chat room. Uh, so I apologize for that, but I do appreciate. All right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have been rambling on. Our guest has been so very, very patient. So let me bring in our guest, Gina Scarpino, psychic medium. Gina, thank you for being here. I have to say, I've worked and interviewed with a, a lot of people. <laughs> I've interviewed a lot, a lot of people. And usually when we do the first connection, you know, there's a little bit of like, I got to test this, got to do this. You came in like a pro. You've done this before. I can tell. <laughs> I've done it a couple of times. Yeah, I think Just you have. Couple. I think you have. Anyway, welcome <laughs> to the show. It's great to have you here. Gina, you... Um, Thank you so much. You've been doing this for a while, but how long? And I know you actually have a video on, I, I think it's your Facebook page, that talks about how you recognized your sensitivities as a medium. Tell the story for us. Yeah, so I've been doing this professionally for about 11 years, but I did it unprofessionally, like unpaid readings for years prior to that. And uh, it all started with, it was absolutely amazing. So my story starts with Lilydale, and I know you know Lilydale, but Lilydale is a clairvoyant community in upstate New York, and it's inside the city of Fredonia. 
and it's a gated community full of all psychics and mediums. Those are the only people that are allowed to live there. And my grandfather had just passed and I went there because I'm from there. That's where I was born and raised, coincidentally enough. But I never knew about Lilydale until I was in my 20s. None of my family told me anything about it. I'm working medium and they're like, they never even told me about it. So my grandfather passed and when he passed, I went to a medium because I wanted to connect with him. So I went to Lilydale and the first thing that the medium told me was, I don't know if you know this yet or not, but you're a medium. I see a blue star in the center of your forehead. And in that moment, my whole world made sense. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is why I've been seeing things and feeling things and experiencing things. Everything just made sense in that moment. And I was like, okay, here we go. So then I was completely lit on fire, went into every single, uh, well, I went to every single medium. I spent so much money going to mediums to see if they would teach me. I mean, if I could have a penny, you know? And, uh, and so at the end of every reading, I'd say, you know, would you mind teaching me, mentoring me? Like, I don't know how to do this on command. And all of them said no. So right then and there, I swore to myself, if I were ever in the position to do this for others and help others in this way, then I would. So I started teaching psychic ability and mediumship before I even did a professional reading. And so I started teaching, I started doing readings, and now that's all that I do. I do readings and I teach and I bring people on spiritual retreats. And uh, it's a really, really cool thing. And then since then, all of my other family members have gone through my program. They've all tapped into their senses because I get it from them, from my elders. And now I have a whole family of psychics and mediums. It's do you, fantastic. Do you think it's a genetic <laughs> thing? I mean, obviously, uh, a lot of people, a lot of families seem to have this sensitivity that's heightened and it runs through the family line. But do you think it's a genetic thing mm -hmm. or is it an environmental thing? If you grow up with somebody ex uh, that accepts that sensitivity and understands it and, and works to hone it, uh, therefore, as you're growing mm -hmm. up, you kind of learn those traits too. Which do you think it is? I think you're you're onto something with that. It's both. So I think it 100% is genetic because even in doing readings with other people, I can see what line of the family that it comes from. So especially with my family, all of us are so in tune because we're second generation American. We're full-blooded Italian. And so we very much have that in our blood. It's our way of being. And so I do think it is genetic, but also we can't rule out environmental either because if given the right circumstances, you're going to have a random psychic medium in the right environment that's able to tap into it, you know? So I think it's both. So somehow I missed out on that gene because my mother was born in Italy. Uh, my dad, obviously Johnson's not an Italian name. My dad is not Italian, but my mother was born in Italy and I grew up basically living at my Italian grandparents' home. So I'm very familiar with, yes. with that environment and how that feels. And I actually miss it very, very much. However, I, I didn't get that gene yes. because I feel like I am as about as sensitive as the brick chimney that's uh, five feet from me here on the right. <laughs> I disagree with you. <laughs> Knowing what you do and just looking at you, you're super highly intuitive and it comes naturally to you. So just by looking at you, I can tell that you're sensitive and you're super intuitive and you're a medium. And so when it comes super naturally to you, you don't know what is your medium and what is your humanness, you mm. know? So you just think, oh, everybody thinks like this. Everybody has these sensitivities, but in reality, they don't. And it's just so natural. You can't decipher between what's your intuitive self and what's your human self. Gina, I might quit while I'm ahead here. That, that was really kind of you to say. <laughs> um, I want to say hi to Wendy as Wendy's uh, waving frantically in our YouTube chat. Good to see you, Wendy. Um, Let's go back to the, your discovery of this, because you really mentioned you, you had an yeah. awakening after you visited the, the, the medium after your grandfather died. But did you have, and you said, but it made sense. Did you have experiences as you were mm -hmm. growing up that didn't make sense because you didn't understand what was happening? 
Oh, absolutely. The the first one that comes to mind is just the the experience of my grandfather passing. And so after he passed, he came to me in a dream. And it was really interesting because the day prior, the family and I, we were all going through his belongings. And he was a very like type A interesting man and like monochromatic and like had everything color organized in his closet. And we couldn't find his famous red sweater anywhere. You know, he would wear like these red sweaters or these sweaters in every different color. But he came to me in a dream and we couldn't find that sweater. And lo and behold, he had that red sweater on in the dream. And so that was my first dream of a loved one. And so I, I can still envision it in my mind. He was sitting in a brown wooden chair next to my bed in his red sweater. And so since then, my family members come and visit me in my dreams all the time. But as an itty bitty girl, I would not step foot in anybody's basement. Never, ever, ever. Like my basement as a little girl, all, all of my siblings and I talk about it. We never wanted to go down there because we would always see these shadow figures, but none of us talked about it. None of us said, oh my gosh, we don't want to go in the basement. We see things down there. Now we do as an adult, but when we were kids, we just didn't have the verbiage for it. So I would go to the basement. I would see these shadow figures. It would always be super scary, you know? Um, so it's interesting in that regard. And then the experiences, you know, as I grew up and got older, like going into high school, the experience every Monday morning, I can count how many Mondays I went to school. I hated going to school on Mondays because I knew that I would walk into that giant place and all the energy coming towards me. And then if someone's parent was sick or their grandparents were getting ready to pass i would sense all that sadness and all that you know turmoil in their lives and then i would sense their loved ones around them or i would see them next to them so high school was a little bit of a struggle for me <laughs> hey deidre good to see you yeah i can imagine it, it, it was i need to ask you about your experiences with the mediums as you were really trying to explore what was going on here and you said you you went to a lot you spent a lot of money uh, and you were a little yeah. dissatisfied with with some of the response you were getting. No one would mentor you. No, they wouldn't teach you. Did you feel as though mm-hmm. I'm going to be careful how I say this because I don't want to disparage anybody. <laughs> but do you feel as though those particular mediums and we won't name any names, but those particular mediums were more in it for the money, less in it for what they were doing? I mean, what what, what do you think was going on mm-hmm. there? Because you you obviously approach it very differently. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that they were necessarily in it for the money. You know, over the years, I just learned there are particular types of mediums that are meant to, you know, heal the masses, teach the masses, help them on, you know, on that level. And then some of the mediums are just not into it. They don't want to, they just want to do their job and go home at the end of the day. They just want to do their one thing, stay in their lane, all of that. And then there's other people like myself and other, um, and other mediums as well that really get into the teaching and you have to have a heart for it. You have to have the heart, you have to have you know, the will and the desire and the passion to teach. And so with my experience, I very much so had that, you know, that fire lit in me of, I felt so alone and unsupported. And, you know, I never wanted anybody to feel like that because going through that process alone, it was hard. It was difficult, you know, as a young woman trying to navigate that. And my family was not open to it, you know, when I first started. We're Catholic Italian. They were like, you're doing what? (laughs) Yeah. And now they love me. Same here. Now they'll call me and be like, Gina, Gina, what do you think about this? But back then, oh, gosh, no. (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly how that works. uh, You've mentioned the phrase, you're a medium's medium. Um, Does that mean that you, you help other mediums or, or do you have a different perspective than most mediums that you can help, you can offer to them? What does that mean? Yeah. So I started noticing 
early on in my career that mediums started coming to me for readings. And I was like, this is really interesting. So when I started doing these readings, I started noticing all of these people started coming to me that had intuitive abilities that really wanted to work on it. So then that got me more so into teaching, but I also found that, you know, mediums have a hard time going and getting a reading. Most mediums will be very high and mighty and be like, I'm a medium, I don't need a reading, <laughs> you know, but they do and they come to me in secret and I'll read for these mediums because when you're a medium, you have a certain type of energy, you have a higher vibration than most if you're a medium and can connect to spirit. So you have to be a certain vibration to be able to even read a medium, period. And so mediums started coming to me, or I'll say regular people started coming to me. I discovered that they were mediums, helped them become mediums. Um, and then I have my, my whole client list of mediums that come to me that they're like, don't tell anybody I'm seeing you. <laughs> You, 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 they don't. They don't want to be the medium seeing a medium. Yeah, in the short time that I've known you and uh, talked with you, I can already tell you have a tremendous amount of energy. <laughs> that is probably very helpful <laughs> in, with what you do because I know you know a lot of the mediums I've spoken with are psychic whether they're doing a psychic reading or a mediumship reading or whatever it happens to be, it, it requires a lot of energy. Yeah. And a lot of them, a lot of them become exhausted. Uh, I, I imagine for yeah. you, it takes a little longer to become exhausted with the amount of energy you've got. That it, thank you so much. <laughs> sure. um, and yes, it does take a really, really long time to tucker me out. You know, as long as you're doing your rituals and your self-care and taking care of yourself, like I don't get exhausted doing my work. I get I get even more amped. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, I want to ask you about something yeah. on, on your Facebook page. In your in your uh, profile description, whatever they call it, you say uh, what you're a spiritual hype girl. What does that mean? <laughs> well, when I work with clients one-on-one, -on -one, when I'm mentoring them and teaching their spiritual gifts, or I'm working with someone on spiritual life coaching, they kept on calling me, oh my gosh, you're the best cheerleader. You're helping me build my confidence and my trust in spirit so much. And so they kept on calling me a cheerleader. Well, I'm 38 years old and a cheerleader to me is a little girl. So I was like, okay, how can I spin this in an adult way? So I was like, spiritual hype girl. This will work great. <laughs> it's very descriptive. Um, let's talk a little bit. I, I, a couple of the other things I saw on your Facebook page, I watched some of your, of your reels, and you do a really great job of taking concept and putting it into a very concise format to help people understand terms, ideas, maybe things that are happening to them. And you talk a little bit about soulmates. We all yeah. use the term or the words soulmate. You're my soulmate. What actually is a soulmate in a psychic or a in a mystical or a spiritual sense? So a soulmate is, well, let's think about it like this. So we have a soul group that we kind of come here with, right? So when everybody is in the spirit world and the universe is like, okay, we're going to send all of you all down and you all are gonna have amazing connections with each other. So you can have soulmates that are your family members. It can be your mom, your dad, your aunt, siblings, things like that. And then you can have you know, your soulmate sisters and brothers as your best friends. But soulmates typically, when someone talks about soulmates, we're talking about a significant other being a soulmate. So that means that when you have a soulmate, it means that you all vibe on the same vibration as each other, and there's a special connection. There could be soul contracts, or there's a special connection with your soulmate in that way. And so with soulmates, it's this deeper connection, someone that you really vibe with. They might feel like family right off the bat, or you all just you click, you vibe, you're into each other. It doesn't have to be a significant other, but I know that that's what everybody wants to know. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to go into something that I'm a little, I'm, I'm going to wade into waters that I'm a little unsure of, uh, but, Ooh, I know, okay. but I know Let's you'll take it. care of me as we do this. So last mm -hmm. night, and this is this, this synchronicity thing that seems to happen all the time in this work. 
Uh, last night I watched yeah. this. Uh, it was a three-part docu-series. I think it was on Netflix, and I don't remember the title of it, but it talked about an organization called uh, Twin Flames Universe. Oh, my gosh. I know exactly what you're talking about. You know about, what I'm talking I about? I watched it, too. You did, too. Okay. Oh. So I, I'm, yes. I'm scrolling through, you know, some of your videos and I see one where you're talking about tin fl twin flames. I'm assuming you're not talking about that group and maybe you are, oh, no. I'm not going to judge anybody, but, uh, I, I saw it. I'm like, oh my goodness. I just, I hadn't, if I had not watched that the night before, that would have not have caught my attention. What were you talking about yeah. in your video and what are your thoughts on an organization like that? Well, what I was talking about in the video, we'll start there and then we'll talk about talk about that Netflix series. So with Twin Flames, the idea is, uh, I have to use my hands, don't tie my hands down. So you have uh, two, you know, you have one soul and then it splits into two. And then when the soul splits in the two, they both go into human form and it will be your counterpart. And so Twin Flames is very, very similar to the soulmate where they vibe at the same frequency. With Twin Flames, you will vibe at the same frequency. And then there is this deep, deep recognition. And it's a mirror effect. They are very much the mirror effect of you because you are the same soul. There will be extreme telepathy and psychic abilities with each other and just this inner knowing of i've known this person for a thousand years i know them they feel like me they they are connected into me somehow and it is a deeper form or i don't want to say a deeper form it's a different form of a soulmate so soulmate is two separate souls and then twin flames one soul that goes into two now with the netflix series <laughs> i i do not judge at all whatsoever but i had to turn off the episode the first episode three times to make it through because i was like oh my gosh they're ruining the concept i was like this is such a magical amazing spiritual thing to talk about and then it just it goes into some super negative um, obviously cult-like things that, um, that should not be referenced as far as Twin Flames or anywhere close to spirituality at all whatsoever. You can almost sit there and like write down all of the debunking per minute per episode, you know? Yeah. I th I what thought, did you think about I, it? Well, I thought the same thing. I thought, okay, in the beginning, all right, I, that's, I mean, I wouldn't pay that kind of money for the, what they were trying to do to make you know, these twin flame connections for people. Uh, I wouldn't do that, but there yeah. are people that are okay doing that. And that's up to them, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But then it took, a, the, the, the whole organization took a very, very strange turn. Uh, it became gender centric and all these very strange things. And I thought to myself, either this guy, these people who are running this organi organization just became absolutely uh, drunk with power and started mm -hmm. being uh, playing God unto themselves or um, maybe we I didn't understand what, what it was in the beginning, and I'm not sure which it was. You know, I ultimately felt like, all right, you know, again, I wouldn't join a group like that. I wouldn't pay money to do something like that. That's not for me. Um, but they're do, and, and other mm -hmm. than the people that kind of came out and were talking about how they were treated and how what they experienced, there seems to be a lot of people that are still involved in that group, and maybe they're getting something from it. Again, I'm not going to judge. But it was a little bizarre. Yeah. It was bizarre how it went from what almost almost like a a matchmaking you know kind of thing to a let's tell you what gender you're going to be and go get the surgery tomorrow yeah. or you're going to be kicked out. I mean, it was weird. Yeah, completely bizarre. When I first started watching it, or whenever I clicked on it, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be super cool." And then I was like, oh, no, it's not. This is taking a really bad turn, especially when they got into, you know, gender identity and taking it down that that's when it really crossed the line of like, this is not ethical at all whatsoever. And it, se it like, seems so I, unnecessary. I mean, if, as somebody who is business minded, I'm thinking to myself, you know, if I was if I was leading a group like that. 
that just seems so unnecessary. Why did, why, why do you, did you, at some point yeah. they decide they had to tell people what gender they needed to be and match them up with other people within the organization and make them, it was just, it's just like, I don't, mm-hmm. I didn't understand what made them take that turn. What made them turn that corner? I just didn't get it. Very strange. Well, they, what I, what I understand of it is that they promised that by joining this organization and going through all of this, you were guaranteed to meet your twin flame Yeah. or like the person you were supposed to be with. And when they couldn't deliver, they were like, oh, well, this is your twin flame. We just have to turn them into something else. And so they were trying to cover their tracks, but. I mean, I don't even know how they got that idea. (laughs) Yeah, I I can't imagine that conversation. I can't imagine the two of them having that conversation and coming up with that solution. Very, very, very strange. But we've given them enough airtime, so let's let's move on. I want to talk about a couple of of terms that, again, you define in videos. Now, you talk about clairsentience and clairaudience and all all these. Um, And then you talk about Claire. I'm I'm probably not even going to pronounce them right. Claire Gustin's. Claire, Claire Augusta, Claire yes. Gust, is that right? And then um, yeah. Claire, uh-huh. what was the other one? Clara, Clara, what's the smell one? <laughs> I can't pronounce it. Is it Clara, Clara Lyon? Yeah, Clara Lyon. I, I must have written it down wrong. Yeah, but anyway, that's how I say it. Okay, well, let's talk about those uh, two because they seem to be less. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people understand the basic Claire's, if you will. Uh, and I, yeah. but I found that one interesting because I hadn't heard a lot about those two. Yeah, it's interesting. So with taste and smell, you know, like I said, as an Italian, we're all about tasting and smelling. So that's one of my significant clairs that comes in. You know, you'll watch TV shows or talk to other mediums and they're like, oh, I smell this around. Uh, So when my grandfather comes through to me, every single time I will smell cherry tobacco because he used to smell, he used to smoke a pipe. And so that was one of my favorite memories. So smelling of tobacco or cookies or a special dish that your loved one made, like that will all come through. Another one that I really like is that I remember a bunch of different perfume scents from over the years. And so if your mom or grandmother comes through and they had a particular perfume that they used to wear, I will say, Oh, your grandmother used to wear Estee Lauder. Beautiful. I can smell it all around them. And then they're, then it brings that nostalgia to the reading. And then they can smell it through their memory. And it's really cool that way. And then with the taste, it's the same kind of thing because smell and taste are connected. You might taste a different meal in your mouth or something else. If they had different ailments within their body, Sometimes I'll get like a copper or a metal taste in my mouth if there is something with their blood system or diabetes or something like that. So taste and smell can can really come in, can really come in strong. What's the 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 smell? How do you pronounce the smell, Claire? Again, clearly, clairience. Claire. Cl- I say clairalliance. Claire, Claire alliance. Claire Alliance. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So after I watched that video today, uh, I'm, I'm preparing in my studio and I'm, I started to smell like aftershave and I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And then I remember just to show you how dense I am. I remembered I used a new shampoo today and I was smelling that shampoo from my hair that I'm not, <laughs> that I didn't recognize because I hadn't used that shampoo before. So that's my life. That's my story. I always fall into these traps, but I find that very interesting because one of the things when we ghost hunt, when we do these paranormal investigations, our sense of smell is very, very mm-hmm. important. And we'll often uh, yeah. experience the things that you just described. Like we'll, we'll smell cigarette smoke or something. And we know that, you know, there's nobody smoking nearby. And then we'll learn the story that, oh yeah, uh, you know, so-and-so who was mm-hmm. here, they used, they used to sneak back here and smoke all the time and, you know, stuff like that. And it, yeah. it adds a level of credibility to the, to the, to the claims, but also other experiences mm-hmm. that we're having when we can have that experience as well. So I, I think it's a very, very important one. And we also know that uh, just from a physiological standpoint, our sense of smell is one of not only our, our strongest senses, we often think of sight as being 
our most important sense, but smell is so important in so many ways that you don't even realize oh, yeah. it. I mean, you smell things that you don't even Absolutely. realize you're smelling and it makes your whole body change what it's doing and thinking. And you may not even be aware of it. And that's how important it is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I couldn't, could not agree more because it's part of our flight or fight mode. You know, it's, it's linked up with that, that vagus nerve to where it's supposed to help us when we are around danger. So having that heightened, especially on a ghost hunt, like, of course, you're going to smell things. Well, of course, you're going to see things. But smell is super, super important. Yeah, the, the experiences that not just we have had, but, you know, we talk with a lot of people who have done investigations. There's often talk of whether it's perfume or aftershave or smoke or, like you said, a specific tobacco smell or uh, flowers mm -hmm. or, you know, or, or even a food, you know, something that your mother used to cook. Suddenly you smell you have that, that you smell that aroma and you know that that's a message. Uh, that's very, very common and it's mm -hmm. very important. And I just encourage people who do investigate to just, you know, be aware of that. Be thinking about that. Be open to that because it's it's a very powerful way mm -hmm. to communicate. Um, We're talking with Gina Scarpino. Gina is a psychic medium. Her Facebook page is Gina Scarpino Psychic Medium. Her website is GinaJulianScarpino.com. Tell me about Spirit Spa Lou. I need to know what that name means, ah. first of all. And secondly, what is it? <laughs> okay, so Spirit Spa Lou, short for Louisville. Because I reside in Louisville. All right, Kentucky. now it makes perfect sense. Got it. Uh-huh. Yes. So that is my wellness center. It's in Louisville, Kentucky. And it's called Spirit Spa. It's a spa for your spirit. So within that wellness center, I have hairdressers. Because that's where I actually started my career. I did hair and makeup for television and hair and makeup for my local clients as well. And so in the, in the spa, we have hairdressers, we have psychics, mediums, Reiki masters, meditation experts. So we have all of those people under one roof. So you walk in and you can get a spa day for your whole spirit and walk out healed, feeling great. <laughs> Look, talk a little bit about the type of symptoms someone might be experiencing home, work, wherever, where you think maybe they need to come to Spirit Spa Lures, or if they're not in your area, mm -hmm. uh, do, a, do an online consultation or maybe see somebody else that they know they have access to. What are people going through that you think a spiritual uh, consultation in some form will help them? Yeah, so, so many people are going through a spiritual awakening right now. And what that looks like as far as symptoms in your body, first one, not being able to sleep all the way through the night, like waking up several times a night, you might notice that everything in your life just seems off. And it's like work isn't going awesome, relationships aren't going awesome, and you might just feel more so stuck. And so a lot of times, you know, when people come to me, they have this stuck feeling of, I don't know how to get past this feeling. I don't know what's going on with me. Or it might be, I have a specific area of my life that I really want to tune into. Like my relationship isn't going well. Can we look into that? And can you give me guidance on what to do or or what you see happening. So a lot of times when people come to me, there is a specific need in a particular area, but right now specifically, since we're coming off the eclipses and all of this energy coming to an end, you know, with the end of the year, a lot of people are going through profound initiations, profound spiritual awakenings to where they just feel like, I don't have a handle on my life right now. And so that's really what I'm seeing people coming to me for lately is just give me something. I need guidance. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of people go through struggles and uh, problems in their lives and they often don't think that their spiritual health health may need attending, you know, it may need, it may yeah. need, you know, assistance. Uh, you know, we all, we all know when our bodies are screaming out for help in some fashion, we know when that happens, but we don't often think about the spiritual mm -hmm. part of our, our being and when that may need some help. And that's kind of what you're saying here, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, you know, with the mind, body, and spirit, getting a reading taps into 
all of it because I'm also a medical intuitive. That's how I originally started. So tapping into the mind, what's going on in the mind? What are those repeating thoughts or their intruding thoughts? And then you get to the root cause of it and, and kind of just, you know, transmute it, heal it. And then going into the body, what physical, what physicalness are you experiencing? Are you having headaches? Are you having digestion issues? And then when you get to the spirit, you know, it's like, what truth are you denying yourself? What authenticity are you denying yourself? And so diving deeper into that and just finding a connection within your own soul, you know, spirituality at its core is having that true connection with your own heart and soul and then moving outward from there. And so most people work from the outside in when you should be working from the inside out. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, I've missed a bunch of questions that have been flying through our chat room, so I'm going to try yeah. to address a few here as I see them. Um, Pam wants to know, Gina, uh, talking about the gifts that people may or may not have, you know, their sensitivities. Do you think that if if uh, if you went through something traumatic or maybe even devastating as a child, you're more apt to have these sensitivities or develop uh, an understanding of these sensitivities? Do you think there's any connection there with trauma? Absolutely. There's a huge connection between intuitive abilities and trauma. And so just by taking the, the empath, right? So majority of empaths, meaning you can feel other people's feelings as if they are your own, you're sensitive to energy. Majority of empaths are created because they were put in fight or flight situations as youngsters to where they had to really tune into what was going on around them. You know, is mom and, are mom and dad okay today? Are they not okay? And can I be myself or, or do I have to shy back? And so you're hypervigilant about, about assessing the situation. And that's how an empath is made. And then when you take other trauma into it to lead into intuitive abilities and mediumship, absolutely. Trauma, especially near-death experiences, it like, it shoots you straight in there, you know? Yeah, that was going to be my next point. Um, again, I've interviewed a lot of people, uh, many who are psychic mediums, who say that their real trigger point where they really understood their, their sensitivities was after a near death experience. Uh, I've also had people who have had near death experiences that I've talked to that may not consider themselves psychic mediums, but they have a, a completely different perspective of the spiritual world and the, and the mystical world around them. So that near death experience seems to be quite mm -hmm. a threshold to cross, uh, particularly um, in helping people, um, I don't know what the word is, but I guess uh, enhance or recognize uh, their spiritual sensitivities. Yeah, absolutely. Like I have a whole uh, spirit. I call them my, my soul sisters. They're my, they're my mermaid soul sisters. And all of us kind of work with our clientele and people that are working on these traumas. And uh, one of the girls in the mermaid gang is right, hold, 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 hold a on, psychologist. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I've got to ask you. you you've used the word mermaid <laughs> twice. What are we talking about here? Is that a metaphor? Yes. Or are you really yeah. talking about, because oh, I've yeah. interviewed mermaids before. Uh, so I'm trying to make sure I understand. Oh, you have? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. We are not mermaids. We just call ourselves the, the mermaid soul sisters. Okay, gotcha. That's just what we coined ourselves as. Okay. Yeah, no, we're not mermaids. <laughs> okay, just well, maybe one of us, maybe one of the girls is, but but no. Well, I've interviewed I've interviewed a few, um, and it's in it really interesting discussions. And uh, you know, often again, an, yeah. a, an average person will hear the word mermaid, and they'll they'll have one particular image in mind. Uh, but actually, it's far mm -hmm. deeper than that. It's a whole water culture, and it actually has a uh, like a yeah. water elemental connection to it. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, far mm -hmm. far more than you would expect when you hear the word mermaid. That's why I asked. I, I didn't know if that was actually something that you were yeah. talking about. But. 
thing no thank you for asking that because that is that is a big big separation and it is it's so fascinating when you start learning about all of that stuff it really is that was not something i grew up learning about you know yeah oh me either and i have actually a good friend who's also <laughs> also in this line of work uh scotty roberts who anybody who's watched my programs has seen him has seen him many times his daughter started a company and they make mermaid fins and it's become like an internationally smash success company uh where they have pe they've got like oh three gosh. years of orders lined up for people that want these really high quality uh, latex i don't know what they're made of uh mermaid fins um so it's it, there's quite a culture oh out there my right? gosh. yeah it's it, yeah it's interesting that's um, amazing gina what's the what do you like <laughs> most about this i mean you, you wouldn't do this if you did if you didn't either get some reward satisfaction or enjoyment or all three out of this what do you like most about doing this work oh my gosh like number one thing that i love is when someone comes to me for a reading and they want to connect to someone particular like they just lost someone weeks ago or or what have you but when they come to see me and i make them laugh and cry at the same time like i know that it is just oh that's what you shoot for like i love that feeling or when i say something off the wall i tell all of my clients the crazier i sound the better it is for you so when i'm doing predictions i warn them i'm like listen if I sound super crazy, like none of this stuff is going to happen to you, if I sound super crazy like that, that is the best case scenario for you. I'm like, that's God's way of throwing you a surprise. Just let me say it. I'm going to sound crazy. But then when something crazy connects where I'm like, I don't know what this means, but here you go. And it connects. And then, oh, that's the best. That is absolutely the best. I have a just seeing people feel lighter, you know? Yeah, you're taking a weight off their shoulders. You're giving them some answers, maybe maybe relieving some grief, all of those things. Um, very, very, mm -hmm. very important for especially people who are grieving. And, and you know, I've experienced that myself. Uh, a follow-up question, Gina, uh, when we're talking about can trauma during childhood uh, help uh, help maybe foster some of these sensitivities or improve them or make them more yeah. more acute. Uh, v wants to know if uh, someone who's experienced homelessness as a child, if that might be the kind of mm -hmm. trauma that might uh, make these sensitivities more acute. V, thank you so much for that question. And yes, absolutely. So it's interesting when we look at the progression of a medium more times than not we have trauma or isolation or something like that in our childhood and i've always said this you know as a medium i have experienced i mean just about everything that you can experience in life of really bizarre passings bizarre situations traumas trials tribulations and I've gone through a plethora of things. I mean, even at the young age of 20, when I would say my story, people would be like, oh my gosh, like, how have you gone through all of that? Well, the simple answer is when I'm working with clients, I have to be able to have access to all of these experiences to be able to relate to someone, to be able to have sympathy and empathy and connection. If I was in an isolated world with no trauma, you know, like what kind of, what kind of connection would that be? You know, but if I can relate to anything and everything that a person has gone through, then that way I can meet them at their level. I get it. And there's no judgment because I've already gone through it, you know? So you're, you probably heard my intro and I talked about the fact that the invest, and we're going to talk about this too, the investigations we've got coming up, you're going to be joining us, but also the ghost sisters oh, yeah. is another paranormal group that is going to be with us. And Mandy from ghost sisters is also a medium and she's in our chat room now yeah. and she's applauding you. She says, absolutely correct, Gina. She's giving, giving you a big thumbs up. So I just wanted you to know. Hi, that. Mandy. <laughs> um, let's talk. <laughs> have, have you done much paranormal investigating? I mean, I, I think I saw a few clips where you were, yeah. going to locations where uh, somebody was experiencing something. Um, I don't know if that's full-blown mm -hmm. investigating or, or more of just a site visit, but have you done much of that? Yeah. 
Yeah, so as far as investigating and site visits, I do an absolute ton, but I don't go in and investigate. I don't use any tools or any cameras or anything like that. Basically, people call me and they're like, hey, I think something's in my house. Come over and see what's going on. And so you want to know it's super interesting. Every single time I go to a house that someone says that they have some kind of paranormal activity, every time I step foot in the house, all the spirits leave. And it is the strangest thing ever. And it's almost like even like bad ones, good ones, whatnot. And it's almost like I have to look outside first and be like, you all don't have to leave. I'm not going to do anything yet. And then everybody will come back inside. And so when I do these home visits, it's usually because someone's like, hey, I'm not feeling good. I just bought this house or I'm seeing these things. What's going on? So when I go in, I go in, I do my assessment. Then I do my assessment with who owns the house to see if they're, they are the culprit. Sometimes they're the culprit. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and so then I kind of work with both and see, okay, what's really going on here? And then if there are things going in the house that need to be cleared or, you know, or pushed out or what have you, then I'll go through my own process of doing that also. But it, take, it takes time to, to be able to do that. Well, we've got two great investigations coming up that you're going to be joining us on, and we're looking forward to having you along with yeah. us. Um, I want to paraphrase Wendy's question here uh, because we're almost out of time, but Wendy basically is asking mm -hmm. if you're out shopping, whatever, do you have the ability to turn off your sensitivity so you're not being bombarded from the people around you or the maybe the spirits around you? I mean, is, is, is it like a light switch for you mm -hmm. or are you just, you just have to deal with it all the time? Um, yes and no and both. So when I'm out, out at a store or living my everyday life, I can turn the light switch off as far as connecting to other people's loved ones. I have a very strict boundary of, I have to be sitting in this chair to be able to connect to someone's loved ones or working. And then as far as my intuitiveness, like my sensitivity, my psychic ability, all of that stuff, that for me, I cannot turn off. That's just who I am. I'm a sensitive being. And that cannot be turned off. But spirit connection, absolutely. All right. So I've kept you a little longer than I said I would. and But I need to ask this question, too, because Spirit Spa Lou, uh, I, I pulled up the services. Yeah. We've got coaching, healing, reading, uh, color, and haircut. So could I come in, get yeah. a haircut and a, and a reading at the same time, or do you, do, do you have to do them separately? Yeah. Well, one after the other. Oh, so so they, they're sequential, <laughs> but you don't give the reading while you're the, the person's in the chair. No. <laughs> no. That would kill two birds with one stone. By the way, you, I'm going to have to come see you because somebody's got to do something with this mop on my head. It just uh, This last haircut I got is not working for me. Uh, anyway, Gina, thank you for being here. Where can people get, a, re so get a reading if they're, if they're not local to you, uh, not, not able to stop into mm -hmm. the spa? But where can they get a reading? Yeah. Do you have anything coming up other than the investigations with us that you want to let people know about? And if people just want to reach out, maybe ask a question, can they do that as well? Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to book a reading with me, I do all of my bookings through my website, and that's GinaJulianScarpino.com. And I rarely see people in person. So I do all of my readings via phone, via Zoom, things like that. Um, and then I do have a few exciting things coming up. I do have a Black Friday sale coming up. So if you all want to be included in that, subscribe to my website, and then an email will go out for discount codes for Black Friday. And then I have a psychic mediumship certification class starting January 15th. If you're interested in that, you can shoot me an email or sign up for that on my website. And what does that do for somebody? Is that somebody who thinks they might have some sensitivities and they want to learn how to use them, how to better understand them? Yeah. Yes. So if you have abilities and you've been training or taking different classes and you're like, I'm ready to make this the next step, I want to do this professionally, then you will get into my class. I'll teach you everything that I know, and then you'll be ready to start your business when you're through. 
Perfect. Gina, thank you so much for being here. I look yeah. forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. We'll have more details on uh, on our pages where those investigations are going to be. And again, Gina will be with us for, for both of the ones we've got coming up. And um, again, thank you for being here. What a great afternoon. It was really nice to, nice to chat with you today. Thank you so much, JV. This was fun. I loved being on here. I uh, loved all the questions you asked. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Okay, uh, we're going to... Uh, do a couple things here quickly. I just want to remind folks that we obviously have a lot going on. We've got a lot of footage that we're going to be presenting over the next few weeks. We know Thanksgiving is next week, and that's going to interrupt some stuff. But you can expect to see Britton and I going over evidence, um, maybe even tonight. I'm not sure if we're going to have stuff ready for tonight or not. But we will have stuff going on, and uh, you're going to want to make sure that you pay attention to our social media to know when we're going to go live. Usually we go live at 9 or 9.30 p.m. Eastern uh, with those. That allows people on the West Coast to uh, be home from work usually, and that makes it a little bit easier. So look for that. Anyway, thank you to everybody for being here. Uh, remember, it's Gina Scarpino, and uh, you can find her on Facebook. You can find her website, uh, great information on all of that. In fact, you should check out her Facebook page uh, and look at some of the videos that I referenced today. There's a lot of really great information and um, informative stuff there. So uh, Gina, uh, let me just make sure I have it right. Gina Scarpino Psychic Medium is the Facebook page. You can find her there. That's going to do it for today. Thanks for being here, everybody. We really appreciate you joining us on a Thursday afternoon. I uh, hope you have a great rest of your day and a great weekend coming up. We'll see you.